You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, good morning, everybody. I am Glenn Geek in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for Friday, February 24th, episode 3126, brought to you today by Kentucky Performance Products. Good morning, Horse World. It's Friday, and another weekend of riding is a few short hours away. Jamie and Glenn are here to help you make it through the day with some fun guests and some really bad ads. Enjoy the show. Well, good morning, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us on this Friday morning. Uh, some of you, I realize, will not be hearing this till later because you have no power and you have snow up to your eyeballs up there in the north. And I saw all kinds of pictures of power outages and stuff. So uh, we're wishing you all the best. And whenever you hear this, we're glad to have you here. And uh, we have uh, a I have a visitor in the studio today. And, you know, there we have authors on a lot. And Jamie, I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. Who, what authors are our favorite authors? Our favorite authors, Glenn, are people who talk about us. <laughs> exactly. You're exactly right. They're the authors that put us in their books. And we have also one of our terrific auditors, and she's also an author. Sarah's with us today. Hi, Sarah. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. She's right in the studio here today. And yes, we were in her first book. So. Yes, you were. Now, I noticed she wrote us out for the rest of the book. But, you know. <laughs> At least she didn't kill go. you off. That's good. Nobody was killed <laughs> off. I know. Sorry, Jamie. I don't know. Who, I can't remember who killed you off, but I promise I would not do that to you. <laughs> so it looks like we get to be around a little long. We have a chance for a future book anyway. Sarah's here. She's visiting the World of Question Center. You guys are doing a signing tomorrow. We'll get to all of that a little bit later, okay? So we'll find out more about Sarah and, and why she's here and what her impressions are of the World Equestrian Center. But first, we got to do some Daily Winnies. We have uh, three auditor birthdays today, Melissa Aquino, Dawn Deems, and Debbie Holt. Now, if you'll remember right, Debbie was on the show a little while ago. She is the uh, auditor that's starting the the Appalachian Trail next week. She's attempting to hike the entire Appalachian Trail from Georgia to Maine, and she I just was talking to her this morning. She's starting next week and uh, is excited to get going, so we wish her the best of luck. She's going to check in with us on a regular basis and from the trail and give us reports on how dirty and stinky she is. So <laughs> we'll find out more about her, but I'm excited to uh, see how she does, and we're wishing her the best luck. So I'm going to give you guys a hot tip, okay? Okay. For some reason, I don't know why why I didn't know this, and maybe all of you know this, but I didn't know it. So my daily Winnie goes to my son, who is nine years old. His name is Lucas, and he taught me something. My son educated me on something. Do you know, Glenn, do you ever have like your phone in your room? It's like under the covers, and you don't know where it is? Yes. 
And you're like, oh, where's my phone? Or like you're in the kitchen. You're like, where's my phone? And then you're like, in wherever you walk in the house, you're like, I forgot my phone. Where's my phone? Does that ever happen to you, Sarah? It happens to me all the time. Okay. Did you guys, maybe everybody knows this, but I'll say, hey, Siri, where are you? Did you hear that? No. Does she say like under under your covers in your bed? Hold on. Hey, Siri, where are you? Yeah, we can't hear her. Hold on. Here we go. Hey, Siri, where are you? Nope. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> What's she saying? She says, I'm over here. <laughs> I didn't even know she did that. <laughs> so you just keep you keep asking her until you find her? Hold on. Hey, Siri, where are you? I'm here. <laughs> There you go. You can cut all that. So stuff she in won't the say. Out. She won't say under your covers. She won't say under the covers. But that's good because that's kind of creepy. She lights up and she says, "I'm over here" or <laughs> "I'm here." And when you can't find your phone, people just say, "Hey Siri, where are you?" And she will tell you. All right, where I, she is. I have Google, so let me ask. Okay, Google, where are you? You can find me on all kinds of devices, like phones and Google Home. Pretty sweet digs, if you ask me. It's not helpful. But that is not helpful to find It is helpful because now you know where it is. <laughs> and you can follow the voice. Let me, let me ask it a different question. Okay, Google. Where's my phone? This is the only cell phone I can find linked to your Google account. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> And well, again, guess what? You just found your phone without having to call it or beep it. Uh, you know how many times a day I'll beep my phone and like it's right next to me? <laughs> now, I have the, the watch now that's attached to the phone. And so I can actually, you know, click or hit the button on my watch and my phone will ring or whatever. You know, it makes a noise so I can find it. So I can do that. Now, it, it apparently doesn't do it the other way. So if you lose your watch, I guess you're screwed. I don't know. <laughs> hey, Siri, where are you? I'm over here. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> hey, I wanted to remind everybody that the Horse Radio Network app, that's the app that let you me find. Just, let, me just, let me just know how my mind blown you are right now, or did you already know that? I Sarah? didn't know. I didn't my know My mind's that. blown. No, I didn't know okay. that. Yeah, okay, just checking. No, I, I, that was Just new. last week, Jamie, I locked mine in a closet. I set it down, and it was completely missing. So that would have been great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, on your phone, you pr- some of you have the Horse Radio Network app. Well, guess what? Next Wednesday, that's going away. We had so few people using it, and it wasn't it wasn't worth paying to have it upkeep anymore because we did that in the beginning so people could figure out how to listen to podcasts. Most people have that figured out now. There's an app almost on every phone to do that. There's like a hundred apps out there. So take your pick. What do you listen to, Sarah? What? App oh, usually you? just the R. Was it RSS? Uh, the R. You RSS? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. That's one of the apps. And Jamie, you you use Apple Podcasts, right? The built-in. I one. I do. Yeah. I'm very unimagined unimaginative. And I, I use Podcast Addict. So just oh. subscribe to Horses in the Morning on one of those apps or any of the shows you listen to on the Horse Radio Network and you'll find it. And a big tip. Here's another tip for everybody. Hot tip! There is a feed for all episodes of all shows on the Horse Radio Network. So it's called the Horse... If you search in your app store, in your podcast store, rather, in the podcast app, Horse Radio Network All Shows, it'll bring up the All Shows feed and every episode of every show we do is on that feed. So if you listen to 
multiple shows on the network, that might be a best way to do it. Now, be prepared. There's about 80 a month. So you're going to get a lot. But uh, that is one way to do it. Also, we're going to be having big announcements next week here on the show. Uh, So Jamie doesn't even know this. On Monday, we're announcing a new saddle giveaway that we're going to give away at Equine Affair in uh, May. Now, you don't need to be at Equine, or in April, rather. You don't need to be at Equine Affair to get it, but we'll announce all the details of that on Monday. So you have a chance of winning another saddle. Also, I've been getting a couple of questions. Uh, are we doing it at Horse Lovers Cruise again? Yes, I have uh, talked to the travel agent, and we have the details worked out of which one we're doing, and we'll announce that uh, next week as well. So two big announcements next week. Later on in the show, we're going to talk to Sarah about what she's got going on and her impressions of WEC. Also, apparently, Jamie had a question about Bucky the Bear. If you don't know who Bucky the Bear is, you will a little later in the show. But first, we have to chat real quickly about Kentucky Performance Products. And you said, we're not playing a commercial today. You're doing the commercial today. I'm so happy with Kentucky Performance Products and Karen over at KPP. I sat down and she's helping me figure out what to give Jack, my new old horse. And so we've gone through all of his diet, what he's eating, what he's getting, and then what he's going to need on top of it. And so we've got him now on Elevate, which is the vitamin E, which is just great for all things horse. Um, And considering he lived like in a pine tree lot he has not had access to fresh grass so he is probably very low on vitamin e another product that she suggested that i got was called contribute and uh, from the website contribute was developed to provide provide an easy and affordable way for you to add omega-3 fatty acids into the diet of your horse and so it's it's like this giant gallon jug and he gets one ounce. So this thing is going to last me for dang ever. I mean, ever is a little, tiny little bit. She also sent me some, uh, suggested some probiotics, which I now have as well. So uh, KPP is, is definitely running my barn. And so we took some before pictures and we're going to take some after pictures. And guess what? Jack may be used in advertisements for Kentucky performance oh, yeah. products. Yeah. Once he sheds out and starts to look a lot better. And then, of course, I'm like, I can't get him to eat. You would think this horse would mow down any food. No, no, he's not mowing down any food. He doesn't particularly care for um, the contribute because it's and she warned me about this because it's kind of an interesting smell and texture, I guess, oil and it's a smell. So um, then I was like, I can't get him to eat it. And she's like, "Mm, here, let me send you this giant article on how to get your horse to eat new supplements. And it's so cool. So she's figured out a way to she manages the world she's like the tony stark of <laughs> supplement companies That's funny. so anyway i've got him now on all of these things and he's also uh getting the um different types of what is it rice bran and they have the equijule which is the rice bran pellet so he is on equijule the probiotics to elevate the contribute he is a walking billboard for what horse should be getting in this kind of situation. I just wanted to thank Karen and Kentucky Performance Products for helping me along with this horse. I mean, she just she just loves horses and she's just so kind. So I appreciate all of the advice. KPPUSA.com. All right, coming up next, we have our guest, Janet Jones, who's the author of Horse Brain, Human Brain, which is a book that I've heard a lot about on different podcasts here on the network. And I was like, okay, we're going to get her on. Now, 
I can't guarantee I'm going to understand any of this, but uh, I'm hoping that between the two of you and everybody at home, some of you will understand it. But uh, I'll give it a <laughs> shot. Uh, I mean, can't guarantee I'm intellectually ready for it this book. It should be called Horse Brain Glen Brain. Yes. <laughs> that would be better. <laughs> let's, get, let's get Janet on. Well, Janet, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you for inviting me. Okay, so your book. I have your book because they send me all the books that are published on 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 the horse world. And I will say I wanted to have you on because I felt like I needed a precursor to reading the book. Um and one of the things in the book is categorical I can't even say it. Categorical perception. Yes. Can you give us kind of the Reader's Digest version of what categor- cate- I can't say it. categorical <laughs> perception? perception. Yes. <laughs> um, I can try. Um, it, categorical perception is a human brain process that happens whenever we detect something new. And it's completely automatic. So we don't even know it's occurring which makes it a little bit hard to understand, you know, because we don't realize how an animal without categorical perception might experience the world. So um, so I'm walk- let me give an, try an example here. So I'm walking along the sidewalk, and all of a sudden to my left, there's a dog, right? Uh, my brain processes that very quickly and recognizes, okay, here's a dog. Exactly. Okay. And so... And, and the way that it does that is this process groups new objects together into known categories. So when you see the dog, your brain is automatically going to assume that this dog has the same features of all dogs. It's relatively small, probably shorter than you are. (laughs) It's got fur. It uh, could bite or it might be really friendly. Um, it, It has certain properties that your brain is going to tell you about right away. And that gives you quite a bit of information that you wouldn't have if you didn't have categorical perception. Okay. So how is it different in horses then? Okay, so um, let me kind of um, give you another example here. Um, Well, horse, it's different in horses because horse brains don't have categorical perception at all. Okay. So if a horse has been exposed, let's say, to a jacket that's hanging on the post, but then the horse comes by at one point and the jacket is lying on the ground, The jacket lying on the ground is a brand new object, and it has unknown capacities. Janet, this explains why, when you're walking through the barnyard and the wheelbarrow they've seen a hundred times is in a different spot and they spook at it again. One of my talks is titled, You've Seen That a Million Times, (laughs) because we all get annoyed with that behavior partly because we don't understand it. We don't realize that our brains have a filter that prevent that from happening, but their brains don't have that filter. So, you know, let's suppose that we have a flower box in the arena. Each time I see the flower box from a different angle or in a different context, my brain tells me it's still the same flower box. It wasn't dangerous before, so it isn't dangerous now. But to a horse, every different view is the equivalent of a different flower box. Hmm. 
And each one might have new and unexpected properties that are risky. So what do I do with that? So, okay, this makes sense so far. So, But what do I do as an owner or rider? That? Yeah, what do I do <laughs> with that information? Where does it take me? Right. So um, there are several things that you can do with the information. One thing that's very important is it allows you to anticipate which things young, inexperienced horses will probably shy at. So that is very important because anybody who's ridden a, a very strongly, you know, a strong horse leaping 20 feet sideways knows that it's not really a pleasant experience. And it can That's be Jamie's dangerous. life every day, training thoroughbreds off the track. That's right there. There you go. That's it. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Exactly. And so just being able to anticipate is a big um, advantage for us. And then once we, we can anticipate which things the horse is likely to be afraid of or to shy at, then we can be begin to work on that particular problem. And one thing that we do is expose the horse to all sorts of different angles and contexts of a particular item. So, for example, to go back to that example about the flower box, you know, we tend, because we have categorical perception, to assume that Riding toward the flower box in each of two directions is enough to convince a horse that it's the same flower box and there's nothing to be afraid of there. And we figure, you know, if the horse accepts this flower box going north and he accepts the flower box coming south, you know, with as the horse is moving, then that's enough. It's okay. The, the horse is over the problem. But to a horse, every angle is going to be different. If you ride toward the flower box from the end of it, like from the east or the west, that's a whole different view. If the flower box is kicked sideways or upended against a fence or something like that, the horse is going to treat it as a brand new object because that horse's brain has no way of knowing what the risk is for a, a flower box from a different angle or in a different position. So we talk about, and I know Jamie does this all the time, so you're desensitizing horses to certain things, right? You get them, so what, do, what, what yeah. can we do about yeah. that? Yeah, so... One of the things that we can do about it is give the horse much more exposure from many different angles. Give the horse much more exposure from all of the angles that you and I wouldn't need. <clears throat> that helps a lot. The other thing is that it is true that categorical perception um, is an innate process in human beings. And it's also true there, there are three big reasons that horses shy, brain reasons that horses shy. And some of those involve the fact that there is an innate form of wiring in the equine brain um, that for survival protects a horse by immediately requiring it to leap away from something that could be dangerous. And so one of the things we can do from that is to slow begin to provide a delay between the horse's experience of the object and the shying procedure and it is possible to do that and you if you um you are uh 
working with um, training off-track thoroughbreds, then you have this experience very frequently. And I'm sure you know this feeling that over time, as the horse begins to trust you, and as the horse begins to be exposed to more and more new objects, you're able to get just a tiny bit of delay between the Mm -hmm. horse noticing the object and telling you, whoops, I don't like that. You know, what's funny is that degree spin and bolt. Yeah. What's funny is that the off the track thoroughbreds that come to me, they're not spooky. They've been there, done that. They've already had this experience that you're talking about. The ones that are the worst are the babies. Glenn, my Andalusian, do you think I, somebody's shooting bows and arrows at them? (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And you're absolutely right. They're really young horses. That's because they haven't had, hardly any exposure to all of the items in the human world. I mean, if you think about what we expect horses to do, we expect horses to come into a completely human world and see and smell and hear and feel all sorts of different things, thousands of different new things every day. And then if you think about the fact that they don't have categorical perception, that means that almost every angle of what they experience is going to seem like a new thing. That's a lot for a horse's brain to accommodate. I wonder all the time why prey animals let predators ride them. I get, I I mean, I train horses. I still don't get it. Why would you get in that trailer? I wouldn't. Um, (laughs) You said there's three, there's three reasons that cause them to be spooky. You talked about the wiring in their brain. What, What are some of the reasons that cause them psychologically to be spooky? Um, neurologically, the three reasons are, first of all, there are huge differences between horses and humans in perceptual sensitivity. So one of the things that we often don't realize is that horses don't see the world as clearly as we do. Their eyes are actually not as good as ours are in terms of acuity. So some of the things that they're looking at are blurry and fuzzy and kind of hard to make out. Um, Another example of this would be the fact that horses have a sense of smell that just completely blows away any human's ability to smell anything. (laughs) (laughs) And so we we might be riding along um, a trail or in an arena or something, and there might have been um, an unusual animal that came through there four or five days ago. The horse is going to smell that immediately. And if that animal was a predator, the horse is going to be concerned. We have no idea that there was an animal that came through there. We can't smell any of that. So so one of the big differences has to do with perceptual sensitivity. Okay. What was another one I've got? I'm writing all these down. Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, (laughs) The second big reason has to do with brain wiring in the horse. And um, my book has some good diagrams of this that will kind of, you know, illustrate what I'm talking about. But um, basically, In the human brain, um, when we perceive something, it comes into our brain and the information about it is then immediately sent to a center for evaluation. And then only after 
that item has been evaluated, does the brain wiring go over to the motor cortex where some kind of reaction occurs? Just like in the so, movie, that animated movie about the brain the, uh, mm-hmm. from Disney. I forget what it was called. <laughs> I forget. That. I don't know that one. Or, yeah. I, I forget that one. But anyway, there is kind of, you know, a way station in the human brain where we evaluate things. It might only be for a few milliseconds that we evaluate things, but we do have a little bit of evaluation going Inside on. Inside out. And then, Inside out. And That's then it. Yes. That's the movie. Okay. Um, but, it, but then if you look at it in a horse's brain. A horse's brain does not have that way station for evaluation. His brain is literally wired so that the perception of something new goes directly to the motor cortex and causes a reaction. Well, and that yeah, reaction it should. And it should. it should because it, they're, yes, like you said, they're prey animals. Order- they need to not think. They just need to react. Yeah, it has to do that in order for the horse to stay alive. Yeah, I wonder if it's it's just basically more. Um, it, it, do, do, does that calm down as they're educated and as they're exposed, or is it just more yeah. sensitive in some horses? Um, typically, it calms down if they are exposed to to you know different items and educated in a calm way that accommodates these kinds of problems. Um, the horses that become more sensitive and more shy prone are usually the horses who are being forced. They're being overfaced, basically. They're being forced to accommodate too many new items at once, or they're being punished for shying, mm. which, okay. yeah, um, they're, they're at, there is some kind of problem like that. And one of the big problems with, you know, desensitization techniques, um, they work on some horses, but on some, they really create a very bad um, result because there's simply too much stuff all at once. It's called for the flooding. Horse to yeah, we're flooding them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's fl- that's exactly right. It's flooding. You know, it's interesting. This makes a lot of sense, too, because, you know, I've asked and we've had people on the show that have done unusual things with their horses, like all the horses that end up in the Rose Bowl parade with a million people watching and the balloons yes. and the noise and all that stuff. And one of the explanations, and I drove one of my ponies when I shouldn't have been because I didn't know what I was doing through an amusement park. We did a carriage ride <laughs> through an amusement park with everything going. What could possibly uh, oh go wrong? God. But nothing happened. And one of the explanations, and Janet, maybe you can back this up, was that there's so much happening for the horse. There's just so many things coming at it at once that nothing they they don't pick out any individual thing as a threat because there's just too much to process so they just trust and go you know i I don't know if that makes sense it does make sense but i don't think that really happens from a brain okay there we go (laughs) i think um the, the vast majority of horses in a situation like that are really going to be affected over the long term by something like that. And they will become more sensitive and more shy prone, um, even to lesser uh, objects, you know, places that are less chaotic, even. Yes. So it's it's not a great idea. Flooding, but, it just really doesn't work very well. No, and, and this is something Monty uh, Roberts and I have talked about, is that, you know, a, the reason that they can move past that parade or whatever, or or move past that flower box is because they have, they have to learn 
what is going to get them and what is not. And if, because if they think everything's going to get them all the time, they're going to use up all their energy and then they're going to get eaten, you know? So, so like they have to have some part of their brain that goes, you know what? I'm going to be okay with that one. Cause that's, that's okay. And nothing's happened you know what, to me though? there. Horses don't really have that part of the brain, though. They don't really evaluate situations in that way. Um, they have fantastic memories. In many ways, horses' memories are more pure and more effective than human memories. But when it comes to strategizing and evaluating, you know, that idea that maybe the horse looks around and says, there's just way too much stuff here to, for me to be afraid of, so I'm just going to calm down and go on through it, because that's what well, obviously, we're anthropomorphizing horses, the way that they think, you know, but yeah. just to make it make sense to us. Yeah, yeah. But, but um, you know, horses just don't have that particular capacity. Um, but exposure really helps. Training really, really helps. Um, calm, understanding behavior around horses really helps. Um, going slow with a horse who is afraid of something so... Um, a lot of times people will not really give a horse very much time to process something that he's afraid of. And instead, you know, they'll just kind of boot the horse past it and say, you know, you've got to get used to this stuff. Let, let's just move on here. And really, most of the time, it's a better idea, at least at the beginning, to let the horse look at this object. And the most important thing is let the horse smell this object. I think that um, we often underestimate the strength of the horse's power of smell. And if we, you know, when we know more about it, there's a chapter about equine smell in my book. And when we know more about it, it's really, um, it's really interesting to see how that changes people's behavior because they begin to realize, okay, I can't smell a darn thing <laughs> by comparison to what a horse can smell. And he's picking up a lot of information from that sense of smell. Well, Janet, it's interesting. The trailer does the same way to, to, you know, let them go up and smell the trailer, but also let their yeah. eyes adjust. I mean, look, you know, it takes them a lot yeah. longer. Slow is fast, fast is slow. It, Glenn, before we let her go, yeah. I'll just tell him one thing that farm boy, my assistant, he, um, we have this ginormous horse in training and the horse is three years old and rightfully so spooky. You know, he's never seen sure. anything before. And so we had the lines, just some, they're long driving lines. They're 30 feet yeah. long. And he was, uh, he was trying to come up to the horse with this coil of lines, which just looks like a big thing of snakes. And of course the horse is like, you know, snorty. For and sure. so he starts sure. wiggling the lines off, like outside of the horse's bubble. And man, that just scared the heck out of that horse. And of course. I, I said, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm just trying to desensitize him to the lines. I'm like, you're scaring him. And he was like, I'm yeah. desensitizing the air around him. And I was like, give me that. No. And so I walked <laughs> yeah. to him, I coiled him up in a little ball and I touched him on the shoulder and little sweet spot there and moved away, touched him, moved away. And then I started wiggling him in the air and the horse was like, whatever. And I was like, did yeah. you learn something? You adrenaline up learning down. You can't just like flood them with stuff because they're not going to just get over it because that's yeah. learned helplessness. 
well, sorry, tangent. That, uh, yeah, that's but that's a that's a really good example of something with the long lines where all it really took was for you to walk over and you know handle the situation differently, allow the horse to calm down, and allow the horse to feel the touch of the lines. That the two most powerful senses in the equine brain are the sense of smell and the sense of touch. So when you take one of the long lines and you touch it against the horse's shoulder or somewhere, you know, where the horse is not afraid, that is an extremely helpful thing to do. Because the horse goes, ah, that didn't bite me. You know, that's... Well, a predator yeah. never exactly. retreats, Glenn. Yeah. A predator never... So I'm like, oh, it's like approach and retreat. That's a thing. So it works for a reason. It's in their brain. <laughs> Speaking of brains, we run out of time. Well, it's Horse Brain, Human Brain is the name of the book. I need this book. I'm saying this is so fascinating. Where can well, people it, find give it? Give it to the guy that you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So Horse Brain, Human Brain is available through all online and physical bookstores. It comes in eight languages. It comes in electronic format or audiobook format, so okay. people can read it while they're driving their horse trailers around. Um, and you can learn more at my website, uh, which is Janet-Jones.com. Very good. Thank and you. she didn't make this up. She's like a PhD, so she knows what she's talking about. I am. I do have a PhD in neuroscience. So when yeah. it comes to that, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> we should have led with that because that's important. She didn't just create this. This is like a like a brain thing. She's yeah. smart. No, I, I didn't just. I didn't just dream this up. And I'm also a horse trainer, so I ride every day. I ride lots and lots of young babies and all that. So, oh God, yeah. I bet anyway, your I hope amazing. you really like the book. Very good. Well, thank you, Janet. We appreciate you being here. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. Take care. Uh huh. You know, I, I think I even understood some of that. Um, I know. Awesome. <laughs> she made it very easy yeah. to understand, but that's just fascinating. Again, I could I know we went way too long. I'm sorry, but I just could have talked I just could talk horse brains with her forever. <laughs> well, and that's you know, that's really what you talk to Monty about all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's the same kind of things, you know. She put and it down. So many things she said I've heard him say before, and I'm like, how does he know that? Right. She's a PhD. <laughs> Like he says, I'm just a cowboy from California. Yeah. Well. <laughs> well, life's too short for heavy tack. At half the weight of traditional leather saddles, tacking up is simply a breeze with any Wintech light saddle. It's one of the reasons Jamie loves her Wintech light so much. Sarah, have you ever had a Wintech? I have. My first saddle actually was a Wintech. Yeah? Yeah. It lasted me years and years. Uh, I had a thoroughbred, but I would also ride a ton of horses for my trainer. It fit most horses, like a glove, and uh, yeah, I just could hose it off. There you go. <laughs> Well, there's an endorsement right there. So, you, you know, you will feel super secure in the super soft and grippy seat of the Wintech Light All-Purpose Deluxe Saddle while your horse enjoys the super soft panels that mold in and around their muscles. For a little fun, add some personality to your Wintech Light with a range of changeable cantles that can be swapped out to suit your mood. Fin I still can't find the one I want in the U.S. <laughs> It's going to cost a lot to get a cantle ship from Europe. Uh, it's Australia. Oh, that's even better. Find out why the Wintech Light All-Purpose Deluxe Saddle is Jamie's favorite at Wintech-Saddles.com. Wintech-Saddles.com. So, Sarah, tell us, when you were here last a year ago, maybe you had one book. How many books do you have now? 
I have four out now. Uh, the fifth one should be out sometime Do next month. Do you write in your sleep? How are you <laughs> writing that many books in this short a period of time? Oh, gosh. I just kind of take whatever free time I have and go, okay, I'm going to write. And then I just I really focus on what I'm doing. You know, I have to really concentrate and, you know, not get distracted as easy as that is to do. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's... Now- yeah. The, what up. types of books are these? So these are, uh, they're clean equestrian romantic suspense uh, books. Uh, and the series I have out is... Uh, so we're sequential. not going Shades of Gray here. No. no. Okay. No, no. no. Okay. Well, I just had to ask. <laughs> no, I mean, come on. I want that. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jamie. I'll write you a little deleted scene. She'll do the adult versions later. <laughs> the Jamie I mean, version. The Jamie deleted scene. Yeah, Give you can get the Jamie version. Like- the farm boy was throwing hay. Sorry, let me not say farm boy. That would be you weird. need to write a book about farm boy. I really think there you, you go. No, do not do that. That is weird. James being mortified. Right. The stable hand was throwing hay. Don't worry, all names will be changed them. to protect yeah. the innocent. Yeah, no, that just got weird when I said the farm boy. Don't Uh-oh. use that word. That's taken. So, Sarah, what's what's the what are they called? What's the name? So, uh, the series I have out now is called the Impelled series. Uh, Impelled is the first. First book I have Impulsion, Red on the Right, and then I just released the most recent one is the prequel called When You're Young. So those are all out right now. I have them all on Amazon. Same characters in the book? Yep. Yep. So it's the same. um, And then the book I'm about to release is actually going to be one of the side characters. That's going to be their story. Uh, It's a romance between her and another side character. Um, So it has been all the same uh, main character and then a lot of recurring characters throughout the series so far. So we asked this of almost all the authors, and I've had in-depth conversations <laughs> with Lisa Waisaki about this. How? What do you come up with an outline for the book and put it, the outline together first, or like Lisa, does it just come to you and you write the book? You don't know what the beginning, middle, and end is either. I think I'm a hybrid. Uh, I definitely have a pretty good idea of what I want the book to be, uh, and usually when I sit down to write, when I'm at the very beginning stages of the book, I know um, who the characters are, a little bit about their personalities, and I know where the ending's going to take me. So at least if I know where the end is, I kind of for the most part, fill in a lot of the middle parts. Um, a lot of the times I end up just kind of writing those as I go. Um, I do have some maybe kind of rough outlines of uh, a couple scenes that I know I want to occur, just kind of main plot points that I know I want to happen since I write the suspense in. I want to know, you know, where that's going and kind of what the secrets are that they have so that they can kind of foreshadow those in. Uh, so a little bit of both, honestly. And when when you're so when you're writing books like this, uh, you know there's certain well like Janet's book right about brains. She's doing a ton of research before she writes the book. How much research goes into a romance no- novel? And that sounds strange. <laughs> No, there there is a little bit of research. Uh, for me, because I wrote these books in Ocala, and I've spent a lot of time in Ocala, I interned here, I worked here for Farm Vet in the past. So the setting for me was very familiar. Um, in this series, uh, it uh, starts with her being a working student. She eventually ends up you know, doing more things in the horse world. But those were a lot of positions that I had myself. So it was very easy to kind of get in the mindset of that character and know what they're feeling when they're in those situations. Obviously, the romance part, you can just kind of pull from, you know, previous experiences and things like that. Um, There is sometimes where I have to stop and do research for certain things. Um, But a lot of the times it just kind of sort of flows. Uh, And then the more you get into the story, the easier it actually starts to get uh, to be in the writing. All right. So, so so, let me, let me just, uh, I was like, I'm going to give her some ideas. And so I Googled farm (laughs) romance story to come up with something really good. 
if you heard me laugh, <laughs> there's a romance oh God. story about love on a dairy farm. Oh, no. And I was like, it's I called mean, my... What's it called? Romance... On the dairy farm. It Okay, it's kind of funny. The romance genre, like the main genre, setting aside like the equestrian part of mine, there's a lot of books that they are very trope-based, and they'll literally use the trope just like that, just right in the title. Can I just... (laughs) Like, talk about the least sexy thing in the world would be, like, AI on dairy cows. Like, oh, God. Do know what they do on dairy farms? Oh, Jesus, no. It's How dirty not sexy. I mean, maybe there's some people that that's their cup of tea. <laughs> I don't know. need to go to therapy, then, yeah. because there is nothing sexy about a dairy, dairy farm. farm. I mean. I mean, God bless. I'd love that there's people that do it. But, yeah, I don't look at, like. A big steaming pile of cow poop and go, God, I want to have sex with that guy. <laughs> yeah, you got it. That's not very uh, romantic in my book either. Uh, <laughs> you know, you know, you guys don't smell so good after a whole day on the horse farm either. No, so, I mean, there is pre- that. Pre- I mean, yeah, we pretend that that part. Yeah, you, you guys are the pretending parts, here. Let's gotta, look at it from the horse husband's point of view. You got to get those in the right spots when nobody's like super sweaty and gross. You no, know, the romance part's got to like Okay, I can see it now. It's a hot summer day. <laughs> Chad is in the farm throwing hay, and he's so wet and sweaty. I think I we just need to shower in the wash rack. <laughs> there so you I go, Jamie. You just wrote your rack. first love scene. Oh, Bam! God, I'm amazing. <laughs> There it is. So where can people find the books? So uh, all of my books are on Amazon. If you uh, search my name, Sarah Welk Bainham, and then you just type books in, they'll all come up. Uh, I also usually have my books at Tab Wharton, um, like Equine Affair. I will be there for a book signing. She'll have my books there. Congress, I attend that every year. My books are there too. And then obviously I will be selling books at WEC when we do the book signing yeah, when the, tomorrow. When, tomorrow at World Equestrian Center. So here tomorrow at World Equestrian Center. And it's myself, Heather Wallace, Natalie Keller Reinhardt, and Susan. In Friedland, uh, and we will all be there between one and five. And it's at the I Love My Horse Boutique, which is right in front of Arena Three and facing the Grand Prix ring. Yeah, it's over by the Italian restaurant for those that have been there before. Correct. And then the Grand Prix is right after. So if you need an excuse to come out other than coming to see us. <laughs> well, you were at World Equestrian Center for the first time yesterday. You used to live in Ocala when it was sleepy, yes. you know, years ago. So uh, not sleepy anymore, huh? No, the traffic is definitely worse here, <laughs> which I was not loving. Uh, but World Equestrian Center, I mean, I've, I've seen the pictures. I've heard, you know, Glenn, you talk about it, especially when it first kind of came about. And oh my gosh, I mean, I, my sister's here with me. She's a horse girl too. And our eyes were just as big as saucers as we're just walking around. And it was nighttime. So I'm, I'm glad nobody could see us. It was dark enough. No one could see our like, you know, jaws dropping. But this place is just, it's insane. I mean, the details, the... Just, oh, it's just so, I mean, grand is kind of the word well, that comes and to it, mind. You know, it helps. And we got to get Jamie over here. We got to get her down. Jamie, calm down. I will come <laughs> down with you. <laughs> I will when come back. you walk in and the first thing you see bigger than life uh, up about 20 feet in the air is Sergeant Reckless. And then you come up to Sergeant Reckless and behind it is the five-star white huge hotel. The hotel is just, yeah. It, yeah. My sister said it looks like the White House for horse people. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, and I said that actually. The inside kind of seems like it too. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> it's that's kind of right on point, actually. Yeah, it is incredible. Well, I'm so glad you got to see it. Now, I predict that if your books are about Ocala, you have to include the World Equestrian Center from now on. Yeah. I, well, so I, when I wrote them, I was I had never been there. So I didn't really know that and I wanted to. And they met at Sergeant Reckless at midnight. Yeah. Climbed Ooh, up on the statue. See? Ben's writing his own. <laughs> he's, he's, Jamie, I don't know. He's going to give you a run for your money. 
So we're climbing what things. happened <laughs> in my barn. Someone's going to fall and someone might have to catch somebody else. Yeah, I that's mean. right. <laughs> Bridget led Heathcliff, the farmhand, Heathcliff. over to the cross ties. It was very, very hot, and he'd been unloading hay all day. I think hot's the theme here, Jamie. Like <laughs> yeah, I have noticed sweating. that, too. She turned on the hose and got out the mane and tail. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that stuff does smell good. That actually... <laughs> that she work. thought he needed a little copper tux in his toes. <laughs> all right, on that note, we have to get on to really bad ads. <laughs> you want to help us? I would love to help. Okay, it's good. conveniently located. We, you have to just go on, homes. ignore her. She goes away. <laughs> Jamie's writing her book <laughs> right here on the her. podcast. Yes, yeah, that's it. She's excellent, Jamie. <laughs> Thank you. I'll say <laughs> If you ain't met one by now, you're bound to sooner or later. He says one thing. Now you know why I cut her off with bumpers. Hey, he can't help it. He's a horse trainer. I can keep going. She's <laughs> not done. Lazy fair. Let the buyer beware. He's copyright you in, Jamie. Okay. <laughs> Next book. It's about Bridget and <laughs> I'm going to have to name somebody Heathcliff just Heathcliff. for you now. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Next series, okay? Next series. Look for Heathcliff. <laughs> now, would Heathcliff be Australian or British? Or Irish? I don't know. What's the, Where does that name come from? I have no I idea. I don't know. I just Googled a hot guy romance name. <laughs> <laughs> Really Bad Ads is brought to you by Horselovers.com and EcoGold with over $600 in prizes. And Jamie's going to get off the romance and tell us what the first prize is that we're going to be giving away this month to people who send entries into Really Bad Ads. By the way, if you just, just to let you know a few other names that I, when I Googled, um, Heathcliff, Galileo, no. Gatsby, and Hermes, uh, Hermes. I, I don't know if they, they were just You can't going pronounce in. it. It shouldn't go in a book. <laughs> That's and my opinion. <laughs> billionaire romance character names, Chuck, Jonathan, Bobby, and Eli. Okay, I'm sorry, but Chuck <laughs> might be the unsexiest romance <laughs> character's name I've ever heard. I'm it sorry, is. people that have husbands named Chuck. <laughs> Let's go back to Heathcliff. Yeah. Send all hate mail to Jennifer at HorseRadioNetwork.com. <laughs> The Eco Gold Comatec Saddle Pad, gentle soothing relief for the sensitive horse developed for a barn fire survivor. Eco Gold's Comatec Saddle Pad is lined with medical fleece. And you know what's funny is I was thinking as we were talking about the Wintec saddles, I use a Comatec Eco Gold under my Wintec for all my starters because it kind of helps mold the saddle to them. It's a great pad. Um, it's soft to layer, reduces friction and pressure points. It dissipates moisture, prevents irritation. It's shimmable as well. And the winner can pick the color and a style, a $215 value. Ooh. Very good. And then the next thing that we have is the Oak Equestrian Range Boots and Oak Socks, rugged footwear that is designed to handle whatever barn life throws your way. These boots will stand up to whatever your day entails while keeping your feet dry, comfortable, and supported. And you get a pair of their socks, too. That's an $87 value. Now, you always make me read this, but I would like to see Sarah I, read this one. Okay? okay, the Rhino? Yeah. So, I mean, I'll do it, Jamie, okay. just for you. Thank you. Go for it. Sarah, can you do a Southern accent? Because I think oh, this God. is... Oh, God. No, this is not <laughs> I'm Southern. I'm from Ohio, this is guys. Just, this is science <laughs> right the here. North. The Rhino Hex Stop Turnout. Do you, do you see that? She's scrolling now. I'm scrolling. I'm trying to find it. Oh, here we go. So, Sarah wasn't paying attention. She's I was on the enthralled one with <laughs> Jamie's romance I'm just thinking about Heathcliff ideas. now and how I can put him in a book. <laughs> <laughs> I scrolled too far. 
She has a little laptop too, so that's not helping here. We might okay. have to, you Just find it. Just start at the beginning. Yep. Okay. Okay. So 1000D, oh, poly propylene? Propylene. Oh, yep. that's a hard Keep one. Going. Okay. This is why you gave it to me, isn't it, Jamie? Yes. Yep. All right. Okay. I, I see what's happening here. I'm going to remember this. Outer shell <laughs> incorporating a unique hexagonal shaped ripstop weave equipped with an innovative fabric that features unique barrier technology, which offers additional protection, waterproof, and breathing. Oh, I'm sorry. Breathable layer using aqua trans technology. Ooh, this is fun. They made up so many words for this. I, just like aqua trans. <laughs> yeah. Come on. I don't even know what that aqua means. Tra- yeah. I, I mean, it sounds good though. Come on, Rhino. <laughs> okay. It comes with an anti-static and antibacterial shine, enhancing polyester lining, and the sure-fit neck design with V-front closure gives freedom of movement. And the rug is also compatible with detachable liner system, allowing versatility for additional warmth and in those colder climates. Who clip? I think. Yay! Bad, she did it so we Woo! didn't have to. That's good. <laughs> Jamie, <laughs> you're it's on fun. my list. Now I'm gonna have to kill you off. There's nothing I can do about it now. <laughs> that's well, that's as a- long as he's cliff. Gets to have a happy life. Okay. Heathcliff will live on. You unfortunately may not. <laughs> it's the Rhino Hex Stop turnout worth three hundred and thirty nine dollars. Dang, that's expensive. That's great. Uh, all right, um, Jamie, okay. tell us who also submitted ads. Everybody that submitted an ad is entered. If you submit a uh, your own voice ad, if you record it yourself, then you get double the entries. Uh, even if we don't get to your ad, you're entered, and we have a bunch of those. All right, Allison, Hannah, Amy, Dee, Kaylin, Sarah, Sandra, Kaylin, Heather, all of you are entered in for all the prizes. When the prizes are this good, Glenn Peopleton. Yeah, they do. I noticed an increase this month. (laughs) May the odds be ever in your favor. Yes. Kaylin sent this one in. Quarter Horse Stallion Joliet, Illinois, $4,200. I thought the Quarter Horse Stallion's name was Joliet. I think it's Joliet. Might be I don't know, but I was thinking that was a weird name for the Listen, stallion. You're going to learn, Sarah. You can't p- correct his pronunciation. <laughs> no, you don't want to bother. We'll be that doing anyway. that the whole show. <laughs> what are you talking about? For sale, my horse, Sorrel. He is very noble. <laughs> he is three years, eight months old. I work him on a false basic rein. He is a quarter horse mile. He has no registration, but the horse is very fine. Interested parties can call or text. Cash pickup only. You can come and work the horse. <laughs> well, there you go. He's very that's, fine. He's very terrible. fine. He has no registration. <laughs> uh, he is a quarter mile. and <laughs> He's a quarter mile long. Uh, and for some reason, he, they work him with a false rate, basic rate. Do you know and what that is? Say, this is my theory, which, I mean, I'm guilty of at this point, but... Every dang quarter horse barn I've been to, all the horses are named after the color. Yeah. And mm. every chestnut sorrel quarter horse is named red. This one is actually named, named sorrel. sorrel. <laughs> <laughs> True. That's a new one. They're just trying to switch it up now. They've got too many reds. <laughs> I know. Well, we had it was red 17, so we're just going to call him sorrel. Um, <laughs> Joe Lynn sent this one in horse from the horses in Idaho. Facebook page. Eight. Oh, God. No punctuation. Hold on. Eight-year-old project pony. A lot of groundwork done. Roughly 13 
Two hands, she take a saddle, easy ground, drives, nose, whoa, backs up, let me sit on her, sideways from the fence, moves body parts from the ground, she's adorable, ready to go, and very affordable, give me a call. <laughs> there you go. A period would have been nice. A couple commas, maybe. Yeah. That's painful. <laughs> She's the perfect pony, though. That's what I got out of that. I don't know. Well, you can ride her sideways. You can ride her can sideways. Ride her. She woes. I got that part. It's good. Um, move her and body she, parts. Yeah, she moves her body parts. Because <laughs> so many horses just don't. Uh, you have the next one. I do. Okay, this one is from Hannah Reppert. <laughs> okay, there's a lot of spaces. So, mini horse for sale or trade, Idaho Falls. Seven to eight year old mini mare. 36 I N to Wither, spelled W H I T H E R, not papered, has never been ridden, halter broke, asking 1,000 or partial or full trade for, here we go, freezer, vehicle, coop, shed, raised planters, hay trailer, or question mark, question mark, question mark. You know what? I've been wanting to get rid of my freezer and get myself a little unfreezing mare. Raised planters? Yeah. This, this mare hey is trailer. not worth one. <laughs> Give me two raised planters. I, don't, I have a, a mini mare, but I need a freezer. <laughs> wow. All right. Two raised planters for a mini mare. Sold. <laughs> Sold. <laughs> Charlotte sent this one in. I don't know where this is from, actually. Um, anyone need a black, slippery, hard as a rock? Fifth. <laughs> 16.5-inch Tessier Sentry Saddle, absolutely flat panel, and fairly narrow gullet. Extra forward, short flap for a shorter petite rider. Custom ordered from Passier in 1998, so it's practically an antique. Covers shipping costs only, or hopefully it will be in a Tennessee or Ocala soon. It's free. Located in Sarasota. Tired of seeing it sit unused. Perfect for students you don't like. <laughs> Slippery. Ugh. Hard as a rock and slippery. Perfect. <laughs> that's oh, a that's perfect awesome. custom saddle. <laughs> you oh, know God. what? Somebody paid $3,000 for this new in 1998. That was like a million years ago. I know. Oh, and God. it sucked from the time they bought it. <laughs> I mean, it, usually they're supposed to get softer. Are so they in a sponsor good. of ours? Let me look. Oh, God. I'll just check that. Hate no, mail. we're good. <laughs> it doesn't matter because Pottier has come a long way since the slippery yeah. black hard as a rock century. <laughs> and it doesn't even have the knee rolls. Oh, nothing. nothing. So you're slipping. You know into what? Nothing. This is how our grandparents rode dressage. Okay, so <laughs> those poor people respect. Respect. There's some parent out there going, "I'm going to buy this for my kid because it's free." <laughs> you know, that's how you or get a good seat. There's though. some parent going, "I have that saddle. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I ride it every true. day." <laughs> Uh, Alex sent this one in, and by the way, I'm pretty sure I've had this one. Um, r- rustic animal trailer. Oh my god! Rustic in it's Greenfield, rustic. Massachusetts, four hundred seven hundred fifty dollars. And then rustic and unique animal for rustic and unique animal trailer for sale five hundred dollars. So what is it? <laughs> oh my! Well, four hundred, five hundred, or seven fifty? Figure it out. We've used it to transport animals and as a house for pigs. <laughs> that makes me want to buy it right there. New floor put in one year ago. Tired. Hold air. Exclamation point. All the way. Two inch hitch. Door broken. 
see pics. Uh, oh my god. You do want to see the pics. This thing is incredible. Did it's you notice this is your typical front, you know, two horse trailer that we usually get. But did you notice the inside of the trailer in the front is a sign. It says Colonial Gas and it's on the inside so they took a sign to make the front of the trailer <laughs> and bent it around. Oh my gosh, this is as plywood walls. This is not your typical two front round horse trailer. Yeah, this is, there's nothing typical about this. It's like wood box um, and there's like the, the the top, like, you know, how on the, like a trailer door, you should have like doors that close at the bottom. And then some of those, those doors you can close at the top to like double, you know, keep the air in. This has chains. <laughs> Just chain <laughs> like car chain, actually, or truck chain. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it looks like. <laughs> They're tire chains. Yeah, you're right. Those are tire chains Ooh. that they've put across they the They said top. they used it to haul uh, different animals. I noticed that part of the roof is missing. Do you think they hauled a giraffe? You know, no. I'm sad for the pigs that had to live in there. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> and there's no back door, so your animals are all going to go tumbling out the back. Yeah. It's going to be, yeah. Back door needs work. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Steph, you're up. Or actually, Steph is up. Uh, Sunny? Sarah, you read Steph's. Yes. Okay. I was trying to, to scroll it. down enough to get to it. Okay. This one is from Steph Pestka. We just do first names and really bad ads. Oh, no, that's we- fair. that's fair i've been struggling for nothing okay okay white horse one thousand two hundred and fifty dollars white mare around five to six was said to be broke but i never got on her oh boy no time for her and looking for a different horse for what i want to do price one thousand two hundred and fifty how do you know what you want to do what do you want to do want to do because you you haven't even gotten on the horse you don't have time for that one, but you got time for another one? I don't think so, sister. You came over to my house looking for a horse. I would never let you sit on one of my horses. And she's probably not even white. You. She's probably gray. Let's face it. Yeah. I mean, you just know, no it. Do you know the there's either. no such thing as a white horse. Okay. You just know it's gray. <laughs> and it's probably dirty. <laughs> so it's currently brown. <laughs> it's like chestnut. Sorrel. <laughs> Sorrel. I feel like the next ad from Jessica oh, needs a disclaimer. Um, I'm not sure what oh, disclaimer God. to put on this ad, but oh. I'm feeling like it might trigger something in somebody. So there's a trigger warning on this ad from Jessica. Oh. It's from the East oh, West hold Bank. On. Hold on, I, I can't, I can't <laughs> process this. Who sent this? Jessica Who sent was this. looking at this and thought, "I'm going to send that to Jamie Glenn for the to move my mouth is watering because I move on." You know this, Jessica too. She's the one that does all our artwork from Christmas. So Jessica, um, and she's I'm apparently shopping in New Orleans Je- Jefferson Parish because that's what this is out of East West um, Bank Jefferson Parish. Oh God, this is so gross. This is the grossest thing. This is the <laughs> Would you let me thing. say the ad? Um, uh, <laughs> I have about two. 50-gallon bags. Now, those are big bags. Those are big bags. Full of dryer lint. I have been saving for several years. I'll say. $20 each bag or $50 for both. There's a bargain. Okay, so it's $20 for each bag. She has two bags. For both, you get it for $50. She's raising the price if you want both (laughs) bags. I want one and the other one, but I don't want together. They are great. Now, get this part. No. Oh, God. They are great for stuffing pillows or beds. They have a good bit of cat hair within them. (laughs) But my cats are fixed, so no worries there. What What? the hell does that have to do with it? It doesn't. 
not open to trades and don't need help selling. Yes, you do. I think you do. You, you do need help selling. Serious inquiries oh only. Oh, my okay. God. It's, like, got some, like, the normal, like, gray color that you would have in lint. And then there's some weird, like, blue dye, like, pond dye looking stuff. And then the next kind of quarter of it is, like, pet hair. The title for the ad down below is Dryer Lint Hypoallergenic. No, it's not. How on earth is cat hair? hair, Direct cat hair. (laughs) The cats are fixed, though, Glenn. I read that and went, dude, is there something I don't know? When cats are fixed, their hair doesn't. I was a vet tech for five years, Glenn. That means nothing. Okay. It means nothing. I'm glad I didn't miss the I was thinking, like, what? You think I'm going to get pregnant from the cat hair? (laughs) Their hair is pure. Is this a real thing? Like, seriously, I got to figure out. Is this, like, a really good... This is so gross. Oh, so gross. Do people stuff... Pillows and beds with dryer lids? I mean, in the 1890, they did. But yeah, maybe. I'm not sure that's they didn't happened. have dryers oh, That's then. true. You're, you're right. Not, dryer no. lint it, stuffed. It is the bayou. So I don't know. But. This is, no, this is Panama City. Look at the oh, ad. Oh, the ad Florida. was in Jefferson Parish. Oh, got you. This is in Florida. Well, that should explain it all right there. That just that <laughs> explains mean, it okay, all. Okay, so I go, can you use dryer lint to stuff a pillow? Dryer lint is nothing more than freshly laundered fiber that's come off your clothing. clothing. Except for the cat hair, which oh, I guess is also laundered. Hair. There's dead skin. There's like <laughs> all sorts of all sorts of just gross. She can't even say it. No, okay. We're going to move on now. Erin sent this one in, and Erin recorded herself. There's so a she Pinterest gets... page on how to upcycle dryer lint. <laughs> okay, so maybe this to is like a Pinterest story. boom. Maybe we're just out of the loop it's on like this one. the homesteading one. thing. Erin, help us out. Hey, Siri, this is Erin in Vermont. I'm calling with a really bad, but actually pretty funny ad. Um, I think the person who wrote this has had just about enough of mud this winter. Um, so this is an ad for two mares from the Morgans and Dressage Facebook page. And it says, for sale, two Morgans. Calliope, 13 years old, Perlino mare. At least that's what it says on paper. Is not sure. Maybe some kind of mud pinto. And a yearly done filly. Again, I question color. Some kind of not sure. Would be good for a martial arts person. You know, wax on, wax off practice. <laughs> Calliope is actually a really good ride if you have energy after grooming. Both are very intelligent, as I think they do this on purpose. And then she's got a couple pictures of two cute mares who clearly have been standing for a long time for grooming. Uh, but their light coats are certainly mud colored, even though you can tell somebody's really been over them with a brush quite a few times. So anyway... Uh, Sending good thoughts to all of you who are dealing with mud. Here in Vermont, we are dealing with a foot of snow, and I think I'd rather have this than mud. Bye. Your mud's coming, honey. Don't <laughs> yeah. you worry. Yeah, that Spring comes after the snow. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That comes after the snow. Oh, man. All right, last one. You have this one, Jamie. <sighs> okay, Susan, Allie, and Allison all sent in this ad, which is cool that I've never seen it before. So I'm going to read it for the first time. Right now, this is from a OTTB Market Facebook page, which is a very scary Facebook page. <laughs> 2015 16.2 hand mare Hydra's Hope, named after the legendary creature with nine heads. I think her name was because they were hoping one of those heads would have a brain. <laughs> Trust me, not a one in sight. <laughs> this poor mare has lived in my place for months and still can't find. 
and still can't find her stall at feeding time. Someone please take her home and spare me from my insanity. I have to throw a rope over her neck. She is fine with that, by the way. So she does have that going for her and lead her to her stall every single day. She is one of those horses where all the tabs are open and frozen. And we don't know where the music is coming from. (laughs) We've all been there. It is the hamster in her brain running as fast as it can on its squeaky wheel. If you're still reading, here are her good points. She is sound and barefoot. She comes with her jockey club papers. She's athletic. When we free jumped her, she topped out our four foot standards in the three foot spread. Wow. She has three lovely gates and really isn't bright enough to fight you. Just she just does as she's asked. No vices. Hasn't offered to buck, kick, bite, buck, or rear. She currently lives out twenty four seven except to come into her stall to eat. Well, when she is personally escorted into her stall to come in to eat. <laughs> She's only had three post track rides, so is still RRP eligible. I'm too old and too short to tack up more than that. All three rides were trails and arena. She'd find them both the trail and when asked to work in the arena. Well, other than being too busy looking around to focus, bless her heart. (laughs) She really is sweet and she does try, but Mensa won't be calling for her anytime soon. (laughs) I do have some video limited of her. She is located in Henderson, Kentucky, current on everything and ready to go. Please, for my sanity, (laughs) $3,000. <laughs> oh god she does sound like a sweetheart just not bright yeah. she's just not bright listen honey you just get up here come on up to the fence let me put the lead rope around your neck <laughs> let me just take you on into your stall which is where you go every single day and where you got your feet sitting in there but no you're just gonna stand out there like a plumb idiot and i don't know what you're doing <laughs> but every other horse has come in by now and everybody's done with their dang food and you just still standing out there in the mud come on come on girl <laughs> all right so i have a serious question for both of you neck. are you gonna take not so bright but really sweet and does anything you ask or do you want bright and doesn't necessarily do everything you ask? Which- I'm a glutton for punishment. I always end up with the mares, and I have two of them that are super spicy, super sassy, have all the opinions in the world, but are crazy talented. So unfortunately... This one wouldn't be for you. It wouldn't no, be for me. No. It sounds like it would be such an easy project. <laughs> I never choose that route, but I'm sure someone would have a lovely time with this horse. <laughs> You and my wife never chose that route either. No. <laughs> no. Something's wrong with us. It's okay. Yeah, exactly. Jamie chooses the, to actually train three-year-old thoroughbreds, so she didn't right choose that route me. either. This is what I do for a living. <laughs> She's chosen this path. But for somebody like me, I think this is perfect. That's a husband horse right yeah, there. Yeah, right there is a husband horse. You know, does everything you ask. So what? He does. She doesn't come in to eat. We don't worry about that. Just throw some hay out in the field <laughs> where she wants out. to eat. I think this lady's just doing it wrong. <laughs> Feed her out in the field. It's perfect. I mean, obviously, she's telling you she just wants to eat all day. Yeah, she doesn't like, like her stall. There's spiders and crap in there. Who wants that? And as we learned about the brain earlier in the show, every spider looks brand new and uh-huh. scary. <laughs> every <laughs> angle. Every angle. <laughs> well, this was a fun show. <laughs> Otters, man. hang on. We'll we'll talk for a, a minute or two. We're running out of time, though. We went so long in this show. <laughs> Uh, to Monday, we are going to be back with a brand new episode for you. We have those exciting announcements I talked about earlier in the show. We'll get to. And we also want to find out where to find your books again. What do they search for? We'll put a link in the show notes as well.
Uh, so you can search Sarah Welk Bainham in Amazon. Uh, you can just add books to the end of that, and all of my books will come right up. Yeah, and we'll put a link directly to your books there. Thank you. In, in Amazon. And we are in the first book, just to clarify, and not in any of the remainder of the books. Correct. Until Although the next, the next series, I might have to sneak you guys back in again. Yeah, Why not? You have to punish Jamie somehow. And then I got to punish Jamie in there somewhere <laughs> right. as well. Yep. That's right. <laughs> Jamie can be found at. Well, currently I'm on the spruce.com right now, and um, it's eight surprising uses for dryer lint. <laughs> Oh, oh God! What are okay? Can we talk about that in the post show? What are the surprising uses? Yes, we'll do that in the post show. <laughs> Whatever, hang on. Flyover Farm. Jamie Jennings on Facebook. We got two new horses for adoption. Come and get them. Come and get spicy mares. You really love them. Sarah. Red spicy mares. If I remember. Don't tempt right. me. Spay neuter geld. Time for the Auditor Post Show. We want to remind you that this is not always safe for work or the kiddos. Thanks for hanging around for our nonsense. So what do we use dryer lint for other than, you know, uh, uh, pillow stuffing? And how recent are these articles, Yeah, too? Like, like 30, okay. 40 years? This article is, is this like updated a new thing? March of 21. Oh, hmm. this is new. Yeah. This was COVID time, though. Oh, so maybe yeah. We people got were desperate. getting desperate. We got desperate. Yeah. <laughs> is toilet paper any on that list anywhere you can use it as toilet oh, paper? God. I'm oh, God. I'm just going to start at oh. the top and work down with you guys. Um, okay. Because number one, actually, this is probably a good idea. Make fire starters. Wait, okay, that's are an great. appropriate use. Yeah, that is a good use. Actually, I've used that. That might be that. the only good use, yeah, I think. Because it goes... <laughs> yeah, there you yeah. go. Shove yeah, right that's really smart. It says gather cardboard egg cartons and then uh, just put it in there and you shove it in the thing and yeah, you mm, got to fire. That'll go up. Okay. Now, it does not talk about the smell of burning hair. <laughs> but I, they were I, neutered. I, what are you- I can't be the only one who has hair in my dryer, Lint. I have my, my hair is three feet long. Like it's everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Dogs, cats, horses, me. Uh-huh. You know, it's just the way it is. Um, another thing is... And you're not neutered. So, I mean, we don't... So, you know, obviously, your hair is smellier. Your hair is not yeah. pure. No. <laughs> no. It's, um, I'll get you pregnant. Um, ta- another one is to compost it. Okay. Well, How bored are you dis- if you're composting dryer Does lint? it ever disintegrate, though? It says only if you have a dryer lint from natural fibers, such as like organic yeah. cotton. Yeah, because polyester and stuff's not going to. Okay, well, I'm going to dry only my organic. I don't even separate colors, Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> Me either, Jamie. We don't have time for that. And fortunately, here in that. Florida, we don't have to separate our recyclables either. They all go in one pot. You don't have oh, to do it separate. So lucky. That is lucky. Um, use it hey, we're as... living in Florida. We're lucky they take recyclables. My neighborhood doesn't recycle. We have to take it down to the thing. Yeah. Um, use it as pet bedding. <clears throat> if you have a hamster, gerbil, or guinea pig, or rat, take all that fluff out of the lint trap and put it in their cage. No, there's no, dust in it. That's, that's not safe. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. And your okay. hamster develops a sneeze, you'll know why. Yeah. Oh, this one's gross. <laughs> <laughs> what? We got to hear the Make gross one. Dryer clay, D R Y E R, dryer clay. Whip what? up a quick batch of clay for the kids. Oh, oh God. Oh, God. <laughs> My stomach hurts. Dryer clay is easy to make with lots of fun to play with. In addition to the dryer lint, you only need to gather one third a cup of white glue, one tablespoon of dish soap, and a half a cup of warm water. Jamie, I'm skipping lunch. (laughs) Or you could just buy some clay at the store. Why is dryer lint going to 
like, don't play with children. Put that down. Do not play with the dryer lens. And you know what they do? They put it in their mouth. Yeah. Everything goes in the mouth. Oh, yeah. Ugh. So. Yeah. Um, you can soak up spills with it. You can use it as uh, previously mentioned stuffing. You can like crochet a stuffed animal and stuff your dryer lint inside it. Ugh. Uh, so, so I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm so grossed out by dryer lint clearly. And, uh, did you know I there is dryer it, but I lint? I never realized I had such a problem with it. There's whole websites dedicated to dryer lint art. Oh, make paper with it. You can save up your dryer lint and then use it to make beautiful handmade paper for card making and scrap. These people don't, <laughs> don't have send more. me that card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want it. Or make paper mache. You can make paper mache. Use dryer lint in place of the newspaper strips or. Just use newspaper. Ugh. Oh, God. Here is an entire painting of The Last Supper made with dryer lint. Shut No. Up. No, it's The Last Supper. It took 18 or 800 hours to do enough laundry to get the lint <laughs> and 200 hours to recreate the mural. She bought towels of colors and dried them separately so she would get separate colored lint so she could do the Last Supper. I mean, that's dedication, but... How much was her electric bill? (laughs) (laughs) You know what? A person who doesn't have horses, this is their suggestion. Just re-spin it into yarn. Uh, What do I have? Oh, oh, here's the artist. Oh, wait a minute. Here's the artist. She said that she spent this past seven months saving the lint from her own dryer to start, but the problem was it was usually the same color, and it was full of dog hair. (laughs) Yeah. I mean... Uh. She discovered the dryer lint problem early on. God, I'm so gross. Oh my out. god, do you want to know how much she got for this for this last supper dryer lint art? How much? $250,000. What? I am going dry some I'm just going to throw some towels in the dryer right now. Okay, oh so Oh my god. Okay, now You can buy your one, indoor arena, Jamie. The one use of <laughs> you could use it as indoor arena footing. Oh, there oh, you yeah, go. That's perfect. It's, 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 be soft. Very bouncy. it's like the GGT yeah, or whatever very, that who is. Who cares except... if there's hair in that? Yeah. yeah. There you go. And now Poop it says it, so. you can use it as packing material. I swear to God, if somebody no. sends me something <laughs> and it's packed with your dryer lint, I'm going to murder you. <laughs> can you imagine someone opening a package? Like, what is this? There's I mean, a- just the dust and hair, and just like, <sighs> bleh. and you, like it says, if you want, don't want to buy a giant bag of packing peanuts just to ship some glassware. Dryer lint makes an excellent household packing material. Uh-huh. No, <laughs> this lady no. is known as the dryer lint artist. Oh God, that's her title as a dryer lint artist. Is she making a bunch yeah. of money off of Do it you think too, though? She's internationally known as dryer lint artists with works of art in Ripley's, believe it or not. Well, that I oh, there it is. That I believe. There it is. That I have run believe. out of shit to talk about. <laughs> uh, it was a good run. Glad we had 13 years. It was a good run. <laughs> We're done that's on dryer it. lint. <laughs> Next week, belly button lint. Oh, God. <laughs> and your belly. <laughs> I think it takes longer, probably. Probably. Uh, I've got bags of it. I've been saving it for years. <laughs> it's $20 for one, $50. $50 for two. <laughs> Price goes up if you want more. You know, it didn't dawn on me till after I read the sentence, and then I went, I just couldn't believe they were, it was more. Yeah. <laughs> but she doesn't have any issues selling it, so don't ask her. No, okay? no. no it's like you just... could buy one and be like, I'll take one. Because there's so many artists that need it, apparently. Apparently. Yeah. Go back out and take, you know what? I will take that other one. I'm not, I'm not buying two together. I'm just buying one at a time. 
I'll circle back. Yeah, I'll, I'll be back, back. To, in five minutes to buy the other one. <laughs> Take it out of my car. Come back to get the other one. Separate transaction. We have to go. I got work to do. You people are holding me up. So bye, this Sarah, is a gross topic. It. Bye, Jamie. Bye, everybody. Have a great weekend. Bye, Glenn. Congratulations. You made it through another post show. Thank you for all your support. Now, go ride your horse.